It's a great honor and privilege to be able to be back at Colonial Baptist Church and to close out the Grace Expectation Series. Uh, now, I've been here before, and I already feel like I have a lot of friends, and I know a lot of you. I know some of you don't know me and don't know Watchmen, and I realize that can be a little confusing. Sometimes people hear that I'm the president of Watchmen, and they think, why do we have the Jehovah's Witnesses at our church? Well, we're not the Watchtower. That's the Jehovah's Witnesses. We're the good guys. And what we are is a ministry, many of you already know, that our, our job is to do the research. And we have files and information on literally thousands of new religious movements and alternative faiths. And we train Christians and equip them to be able to recognize the difference between authentic Christianity and that which is counterfeit. But we also train them and equip them to be able to reach out and uh, share their faith in an effective way with friends or family who, who may be going down a different spiritual path. And we have a lot of tools. Uh, since I was here last time, in fact, I have a new resource I wanted to mention to you. I've written a book called The Concise Guide to Today's Religions and Spirituality. And uh, that, that book is uh, uh, what we've done on that. In fact, my staff helped me write it, and uh, we've been working on that book really for about uh, the last 20 years. And what it is is an alphabetical listing with key facts on over 1,700 cults, occult groups, world religions, Christian churches and denominations, controversial doctrines, practices, uh, spiritual leaders. And um, we make that available as a way of equipping you to be able to look up and recognize the spirituality that's out there and what we think every uh, Christian needs to know about. But ironically, what I want to talk to you about is actually not in the book. It's something new, new that's on the scene, very recent. It's something called The Secret. And the title of my message this evening is The Truth Behind The Secret. Uh, well, what is this thing called The Secret? And why do I think it is important for every Christian to be equipped and prepared in this area? This thing called The Secret has swept the country. The book version of The Secret has been the number one bestseller in the self-help section for over a, ne- a year on the New York Times bestseller list. The Secret promises to be the answer to every human yearning, anything that you've ever wanted, financial well-being. In fact, ultimately unlimited um, financial wealth, healing of diseases, mending relationships, everything you've wanted is packaged in this thing called The Secret. Well, in order to understand the secret, you've got to know the woman behind the secret. Her name is Rhonda Byrne. Rhonda Byrne is the author of The Secret, and Rhonda Byrne was an obscure, unknown television producer in Australia. And when you read her story, I'm telling you right now, you can identify with what she was going through. Because Rhonda Byrne had reached a very low point in her life. Many of us can identify with this. She had lost her father. Her father had died unexpectedly. She had already gone through a divorce. She was in tremendous financial pressure. And she was under, in fact, when you read between the lines, you can see that Rhonda Byrne was sinking into a deep depression. But then out of the clear blue, Rhonda Byrne's daughter, Haley, gave her mother an obscure, out-of-print, 100-year-old book. More on that book later. And on the cover of the book, Her daughter Haley put a post-it note, and the post-it note read, Mama, this will help. Well, with nothing to lose, Rhonda Byrne decided to read this rare book. And as she began to read the pages, she began to turn through the chapters, 
her despair began to turn into hope. She remembers that as she read the pages, she felt a great weight lifting off of her. And she says, as she read into the next chapter, she began to get excited. Towards the end, she began to think, this is what I've been looking for for my whole life. And by the end of the book, with tears running down her cheeks, Rhonda Byrne says, how could I live to be 50 years old and never have heard any of the wonderful life transformational information in this old book? Well, Rhonda Byrne began to research and she quickly discovered why she didn't know about it and why most people don't know about it. She discovered it was a secret. Now, what she claims is many famous people throughout history have known this secret. Abraham Lincoln, the American president, he knew the secret, she says. Einstein, the scientist, the brilliant scientist, he knew the secret. Other famous people, Beethoven, the composer, he knew the secret. But what she says she discovered is a a conspiracy developed. About 100 years ago, a number of very wealthy corporations that were using the secret teamed up with some billionaire tycoons. And in a smoke-filled room, they decided we are going to keep the secret away from the general public. We want to keep the secret for ourselves. Thus, you've not heard of the secret. Most people haven't. But Rhonda Byrne decides she has a new mission in life. What she wants to do now is she wants to make sure the whole world knows about the secret. So as a television producer, she decides what she's going to do. She's going to produce a documentary, a hard-hitting documentary. And using the principles of the secret, she's able to quickly locate approximately 50 avatars of the secret who not only know the secret, they're willing for the first time to go public with it. So she produces this documentary, and it's amazing. The thing just exploded with no real budget to work with out of Australia, pay-per-view on Internet and DVD sales with no advertising budget using guerrilla advertising techniques. The DVD exploded. It became not just in Australia, but also throughout England, here in the United States. Sales began to multiply. People began to look to this thing called The Secret. But then it really exploded when Simon & Schuster, the publisher, decided to make a book version of The Secret. The book came out, and Rhonda Byrne was invited to be a guest on Ellen DeGeneres and then on Larry King Live. But let me tell you, you, nothing compared to what happened last year when Rhonda Byrne was invited to be on The Oprah Winfrey Show. In fact, there was such a response on the Oprah Winfrey, unprecedented response, that the computer systems at Harpo Productions could not keep up with the number of people trying to call in and get more information on the secret. So what happens is Oprah Winfrey decides to do a second program the next week on the secret, and she claimed, Oprah did, that all of her popularity, all of her success, everything that Oprah's ever been able to accomplish was also based on the principle found in this thing called The Secret. When that happened, the book shot to number one on the New York Times bestseller list, knocking off Harry Potter. It also has, for over a year now, been number one in the self-help section of the New York Times bestseller list, and number one on Amazon. What happened is, it was so popular, it sold out. You couldn't get it at Barnes & Noble. You couldn't get it at Books A Million. And Simon & Schuster last year put in the biggest reorder in the history of their corporation to try to keep up with the millions of Americans who are looking to this thing called The Secret. 
Well, our publisher, Harvest House, came to us at Watchman and said, somebody needs to do a Christian answer to the secret. So Bob Waldrop and I co-authored a book called The Truth Behind the Secret. And in our book, we researched this from a Christian perspective. And I want to share with you just a couple of information out of just a couple of chapters in our book, The Truth Behind the Secret. And you may be saying, James, why, why do we as Christians even need to care about what's happening on the Oprah Winfrey show and what's happening with millions of people reading this? Because we know it's not true. Well, let me say something. In order to be salt and light, it's important for us as Christians to be able to answer questions that people are asking. It's often said of Christians that we're answering all the questions nobody's asking. Well, we want to deal with what's really happening in the real world and apply the scriptures, the word of God, to these situations, to these cultural phenomena. And so, in fact, the the Bible tells us to do so, and this is really one of the ways that we serve God. If you look in your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 12. We're going to look at verses 1 and 2. In Romans chapter 12, the scriptures tell us this. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice. Now, when it says our bodies, we know that that's all of what is us. Our bodies, our souls, our minds, all that's within us is to be presented to God as a living sacrifice, holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable, which is your spiritual service of worship, which is your spiritual service of worship. This is the way, one of the ways that we worship God is by giving ourselves as a sacrifice. And verse two is the key. Verse two tells us, and do not be conformed to this world. Now you need to understand something. The world system, the world has a plan for your life. The world has calculated a way to mold you into the image of this age, this spirit of this age that we're living in right now. And we must resist that. The scriptures tell us, do not be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the idea is, A, in your outline, do not conform to the pattern of this world, this world, this um, spirit of the age of this world that we're living in. Do not conform, resist that, but be transformed. Now, primarily that happens through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and by the work of prayer and the word of the word of God, the scriptures working through our lives. So do not be conformed, but be transformed. And the scriptures go on to say that you may prove what is the will of God, what the will of God is, uh, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Now I want you to look at that word prove. And if you're taking notes, there's two ideas behind that Greek word. Dokimatso is the word. And it's one word here in the Greek, it's one word in English, but it's really two ideas there. When it says prove or dokimatsu, the idea, if you're taking notes, is to test and approve. So it's really two steps. You're testing and approving. In fact, interestingly, the same word is used of a coin. In in case you might be presented with a counterfeit, you're told to dokimatsu, to test that coin to make sure it's not counterfeit. The same word is also used of a medical doctor before a doctor could practice medicine in the first century, that doctor must be dokimatsu, must, must be tested. And the idea is the doctor will either pass the test or fail the test. 
And if you fail the test, you disapprove. But if you pass the test, it is to be approved. Well, when something comes along huge in our culture, like this thing called the secret, our job is to pick up the scriptures. And we need to test, it says to dokimatsu, we need to test this to see is this something compatible with the Christian worldview or is it something that is opposing that that we must disapprove. And that's exactly what I want to do. We want to put that kind of test into play. Now, in order to test the secret, you've got to get a feel for what the secret really is. Everything you've ever wanted. Unlimited, potentially unlimited uh, financial wealth. The healing of dreaded diseases. In fact, there's a whole section in the secret about how you can heal cancer. Kathy Goodman tells her story. She has breast cancer, but she doesn't go to the doctor. She doesn't do her radiation therapy. She doesn't do her chemotherapy. Instead, she reaches in and employs this thing called the secret, and she is instantly healed. Human relationships, this could end wars around the world. Everything you've ever wanted is in this thing called the secret, or is it? Well, in order to do a biblical evaluation, we've got to know what the secret is. What is the secret? Well, obviously I'm not supposed to tell you because it is a secret. (laughs) But who wants me to go ahead and tell you? How, How many would like to save the $35 and let me go ahead and tell you the secret? I'm going to tell you the secret. If you're taking notes, this is the secret shared. I'm going to share the secret with you. I'm not supposed to, but I'm going to save you the $35. I'm going to share the secret with you. If you're taking notes, this whole thing called the secret can really be summarized in three critical words. And those words are thoughts become things. Thoughts, when we think thoughts, those thoughts literally and physically really do become very real things. Thoughts become things. Rhonda Byrne says she discovered in that 100-year-old book, and she traced it through history, and she says science is backing this up, that every time you think thoughts, a vibration is set off in your head, an energy vibration in the mind. In fact, she says you can, put, you can hook up electrocephaliograph to a person's head, and you can measure this scientifically. Every time you think a thought, there is a frequency, an energy frequency in the brain, but Rhonda Byrne says that that frequency actually goes beyond your head. That frequency goes out into the room that we're in, but that thought, actually, that vibration goes beyond the walls of this room and ultimately out into the distant part of the universe, and the universe hears those vibrations. The universe is actually a genie. Rhonda Byrne says she discovered there's truth behind the genie legends. What the genie is, the genie is the universe. She says over the years there's been some corruption to the truth behind the genie legend. You might remember Aladdin's lamp when Aladdin rubs the lamp and the genie comes out and the genie says, I will grant you what? Three wishes. She says that basically is true except for one thing. It's not three wishes. It's unlimited. Anytime you think a thought, it goes out. She says science proves this. Scientists is now proving this. That thought is picked up by the universe and comes back physically. If you're thinking thoughts, those thoughts will manifest. Healing, money, checks, anything that you're thinking. It's the other name for the secret. If you're taking notes, it's called the law of attraction. Oprah just did another program on the law of attraction a couple of weeks ago. 
The law of attraction says that by law, the universe is your genie and must send back whatever you're thinking and manifest that physically. But there's a dark side to the secret. Early on in the video, early when you read the book, there's some warnings that you begin to pick up on. See, everything that happens to you is based, the secret says, on the thoughts you've been thinking. And because of that, you may not be getting the things that you really want because you may be thinking wrong thoughts. For example, let's say you're worried about debt. You're worried about bills. The universe picks up on that vibration and that genie says, your wish is my command and gives you what? You go out to the mailbox, you open the mailbox. What do you find? You manifest those bills by thinking debt thinking bills. But if you change the way you think, if you think income, if you think finances, if you think money, the universe would pick up and send that to you as well. Anything that you've wanted is based on wrong thoughts. Everything is based on either right thoughts or wrong thoughts. When you think thoughts, the law of attraction is always working, she says, whether you know it or not. In fact, interestingly, there's even a diet section of the secret. Did you know That weight gain has nothing to do with diet or exercise. It has nothing to do with what you eat. It's actually wrong thinking. Rhonda Byrne has a section where she says that she eats everything she wants. She eats continuously and she never gains an ounce. Why? Because she knows the secret. And the secret diet tells you if you think right thoughts, you will never gain weight no matter what you eat. Now see, what happened to you is the law of attraction in reverse. You thought that ice cream was fattening, didn't you? Universe picked up on those vibrations and said, your wish is my command and sent you more weight. Now, Rhonda Byrne says that the real cause of weight gain is wrong thinking, not what you eat. And there are several other causes you need to know about. According to Rhonda Byrne, one of the main causes of weight gain is looking at overweight people. Try to avoid that wherever possible. Another major cause is weighing yourself. Never weigh yourself. It causes weight gain. See, you're thinking what? How much do I what? Weight. The universe heard weight and says, your wish is my command. So never weigh yourself. However, if you must weigh yourself, there's even a secret way to do it. Now, what I want you to do is a little exercise. She says, take out a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, I want you to write down your ideal weight. Write down your ideal weight. Now, don't show the person next to you. That's just you and me. I want you to take that piece of paper, write down your ideal weight. When you get home, now I want you to take that piece of paper and tape it over the readout of your scales. (laughs) Then you can weigh yourself. I'm not kidding. Then you can weigh yourself all you want. Well, that part seems to be working okay. Well... Let me say this, if you've, now let me, some of our culture is flocking to this, but part, part of our culture is also ridiculing this. You may have seen the Nightline special last year on The Secret, or you may have seen the, uh, some of the late night comedians uh, taking a poke or two at The Secret. Okay, The Secret's not perfect, but there's some power there. Now you need to understand, part of our culture, they don't put much stock in it, but there's a huge part of our, our culture today who really is looking to the secret is the answer to anything. You go Google this. You'll find the the blog sites, the fan clubs. I've spent hours 
with the leaders of the Law of Attraction study group in North Texas. And they believe, millions of Americans believe with all their heart that this is the answer they've been looking for for every spiritual need. But interestingly, early in our research, we discovered something. While millions and millions of people have seen the secret DVD, most of them have actually not seen the DVD. At least not the original edition. Early on, we discovered that there was a very rare first edition of The Secret, which was radically different from the one being marketed today. In fact, when we first discovered about the, this uh, original edition, the uh, copies were so rare, they were going for over $100 on eBay. We were able to acquire a copy. And we d- began really quickly to discover that the main difference between the current popular edition and the rare first edition is that the star of the first edition is missing. Her name, if you're taking notes, is Esther Hicks. Esther Hicks is not in the secret anymore. She was in the original. In the book version, she's barely mentioned, buried in pages of acknowledgments. There's an acknowledgment of Esther Hicks and her husband, Jerry. They are the real architects of the secret. Let me tell you what we found out happened. Rhonda Byrne met Esther Hicks and was enamored with her teachings. And she offered Esther Hicks, Rhonda Byrne did, 10% of the profits from the secret if she would come on camera and share the law of attraction. What you need to know about Esther Hicks and what most people don't know, we knew this because of our research, Esther Hicks is actually a channeler. A channeler. She is, for over a decade, she's been crisscrossing the country uh, doing channeling seminars where she channels a collection of spirit beings, disembodied spirits that call themselves Abraham. Now, this is not Abraham from the Bible. This is a collection of spirit guides, beings, disembodied, that she claims comes inside her body, takes over her vocal cords, possesses her body, and gives forth the law of attraction. She's been doing this, crisscrossing the country, for over a decade, channeling the law of attraction. You can go to hotel ballrooms and pay and watch that. In fact, come to find out, there's actually channeling cruises. Uh, You can go on the Hawaii cruise or the Caribbean cruise. We discovered that Rhonda Byrne met Esther and Jerry Hicks on a cruise, uh, a a cruise line back in February in a Mexican Riviera cruise. And this is where they did the deal back in 2005. This is where the deal was struck. But what happened is something went wrong with the channelers. Now, let me say this before I deal a little bit more. Some of you are wondering, wondering what is channeling? Channeling is an occult practice forbidden in the scriptures in which somebody believes that they can contact a spirit, either some kind of of ascended master or perhaps the spirit of a dead person and let that spirit come inside their body and take over. The Bible calls this, by the way, necromancy or communication with the dead. The Bible strictly rules this out. Now, for most of us, we've never seen that. There's people like Esther Hicks that do this. They believe they really can do this. But maybe we saw the movie Ghost. How many of you remember the movie Ghost where Whoopi Goldberg actually played the part of a channeler? In fact, she won an Academy Award in 1990 playing the part of a channeler. And you may remember from the movie what happened is uh, Whoopi Goldberg was the channeler and the girlfriend played by uh, Demi Moore. Remember, her, her boyfriend had been killed. Her boyfriend was played by um, yeah, Patrick Swayze. Thank you. 
By the way, can you name the minor prophets from the Old Testament? For me? I'm glad you're up on that. I didn't have that in my notes. Okay, yeah, Patrick Swayze. And the movie's done in such a way that it draws you in. If, if, if she's going to get killed unless she goes to the occult and this medium, this channeler. Well, believe it or not, that's not just Hollywood. There's hundreds and hundreds of people, spiritual leaders, who believe that they can channel these entities. Esther Hicks is one of them. Well, what went wrong is this. Esther Hicks was, was contacted by the people from Rhonda Byrne saying, you need to make a decision. We, we do not want to give you 10% of the profit. You can imagine what that would be today, 10% profits. And so you need to make a decision. Either you need to relinquish your royalties of 10% or we're going to redo the secret and take you out. After consulting with Abraham, Jerry and Esther Hicks decided, no, they weren't going to relinquish their royalties. So what happened is they redid the secret before the big release. And they took out the star of the secret. They took out Esther Hicks channeling. What it's replaced with, when you watch the current edition, it sounds very scientific. There's all this anecdotal evidence. It seems more logical. But hey, let me tell you, when you watch the original edition, it's very clear this is a spiritual message. And it's very clear it's not the Holy Spirit we're talking about. What the danger in this is if there is some type of alleged spiritual contact, there's only two possibilities. Number one, fraud. They could be faking or pretending to make spirit contact. Number two, they really made spirit contact, but the Bible warns that would be a demonic spirit pretending to be some beneficial, helpful uh, guide. In our book, we actually interviewed the number one expert on channeling. In fact, he is a channeler. And uh, he wrote the book on channeling. And he even said, as a channeler himself, that there is a spiritual danger that goes with contacting because there's many evil spirits out there, as well as he thinks good ones. Well, I would say anytime you do any kind of communication with the dead or contacting spirit guides, it's always deception. It's either fraud or it's demonic deception in every case. Well, again, we want to take something like this and be able to compare the scriptures. What do the scriptures tell us about this type of activity? If you look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, the scriptures warn us about this type of thing. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. The scriptures tell us, beloved, do not believe every spirit. Now, here's the idea. It's possible for us as Christians to be influenced by other kinds of spirits other than the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible tells us don't believe every spirit. Now, it doesn't mean that we as Christians can be demon possessed. That's impossible for a number of reasons. Now, you may know some Christians you think are borderline in this area. But it's impossible. But it is possible for influence to take place. And that's why the Bible says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. But here's the idea. Test the spirits. That same word, dokimatsu. Test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So the scriptures tell us again the same idea if you're taking notes. We don't necessarily believe, but we must put to the test. Now, interestingly, as soon as we discovered the real source behind the secret, we thought that almost instantly most fans of the secret, once they found out, most fans of the secret would drop this like a hot potato. Boy, were we wrong. Now, some people were concerned. I I should make this clear. A number of people, when they found out the real source behind the secret, that it came from disembodied spirit guides, they they were very concerned. But a surprising number of secret fans on the blog sites, on the fan clubs, the, uh, 
North Texas uh, Law of Attraction study group. Most of them didn't care. And here's what we heard. We don't care where Rhonda Byrne got it from because it just works. And you hear all these stories. They say, we don't care if she plagiarized it. We don't care if she got it uh, from uh, another source, a hundred-year-old book. We don't care if she uh, made it up. We don't even care if she got it from a Chinese fortune cookie. All we know is it works, and so it's this very pragmatic, utilitarian idea. It doesn't matter where it comes from. We're going to use it as long as it works. That's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. First of all, just because you think it works doesn't mean it necessarily works. A lot of the secret, if you go visit the internet and you go out and look on the, on the uh, uh, Google that and look in some of the fan clubs and, and blog sites, most of the proof behind the secret is based on what's known as anecdotal evidence. Anecdotal evidence is just a story told about somebody. They usually don't tell you who or where you can find them, but, oh, that person was greatly helped. There's a story floating around about a homeless guy up in Chicago. He's homeless, he doesn't have a job, doesn't have a place to live, but he learns the secret, and within a matter of months, he's a millionaire. See, the secret works, anecdotal evidence. Where there is a deficiency with anecdotal evidence. We talk about this in our book. One of them is, there's a philosophical problem called the fallacy of false cause. The fallacy of false cause basically means that just because an event follows an earlier event doesn't mean the earlier event caused what happened. Let me make this real practical for you. Let's say, for example, I have a cold. I'm sneezing and I'm coughing, but wait a minute. I know the law of attraction. So I don't think sick thoughts. I want to send out positive vibrations in the universe. So I'm thinking good thoughts. I'm thinking, I'm thinking well. I'm thinking uh, healing. I'm thinking good thoughts. And sure enough, about three weeks later, <laughs> I feel great. Now, that's, it was, did the secret do that or would I have done that anyway? Another, another illustration that we found very helpful is in the book along with many others is uh, uh, we have a great illustration about the law of attraction that shows it doesn't work and we call it a, the follow the money example. Let me tell you what happened to me one time. I wrote a check, a fairly large check, but I felt very good about that writing that check. I knew that I had the money in the account to cover that check. And the person I gave that check to felt real good about it. He was happy. I was happy. Everyone was happy. Even when he took it to the bank, the, uh, the teller took the check. She was happy. I was happy. Every human involved in that transition was thinking good thoughts. The vibrations were going out in the universe. The universe was happy. All was one. But then the bank's computers got involved in the transaction. Come to find out, I didn't have enough money in that account to cover that check. And the law of attraction was trumped by a much greater law called the law of subtraction. <laughs> also known as the law of available balance. And now my bank, of course, they care about me. And so they sent me this nice uh, explanation, a pink little letter of enlightenment. And for just $37.50, I became enlightened. And I realized that that check did not clear. Now, see, again, every human was thinking positive thoughts. The law of attraction doesn't work. Now, what I want to do is to tell you that actually the law of attraction, one of the most powerful um, plugs that goes for the law of attraction, the secret, is they say science has now proven it. Now, when you pick up the, the uh, secret and read it or the secret video, they say that science has now proven this, that it's been uh, proven in a laboratory situation. 
And so some of the secret proponents will say, hey, we don't care where it came from. We don't care about the anecdotal evidence because it's already been proven in the laboratory. I just want to talk to you very briefly about the secret science. If you're taking notes, the secret science. A lot of the secret science is based on something called quantum physics. Now, quantum physics is a legitimate study of science. And it deals with, quantum physics deals with the properties and the characteristics of very small, small pieces of matter, particles of atoms, electrons, small particles, and how they physically react. Now, that's a legitimate science. But when you read The Secret, Rhonda Byrne tells you that quantum physics has now proven that when scientists think thoughts in the laboratory, it actually changes the structure, at least on a subatomic level. And they have all these scientific statements within The Secret proving this to be true. Well, is that really true? Uh, most of the people, we, we studied the scientific statements made in The Secret, and most of the people making the statements are not scientists. You need to know that right now. They may sound like scientists, but they're actually not. For example, uh, Jack Canfield is one of the main teachers in The Secret. Now, he is the co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. He's a, he's a best-selling author, but he's not a scientist making these statements. Another example would be John Gray. John Gray is the author of Men Are From Mars, Women For Venus, He's a very well-known author, but he's no scientist. He doesn't know that, uh, anything about quantum physics. Another example, you have Neil Donald Walsh. He wrote the book, which is now the movie, Conversations with God, where he believes that he's basically channeling uh, this spirit that calls itself God that's dictating information to him. He's a well-known author, but he's not a scientist. In fact, when you go to the background of these people... Uh, some of them are entrepreneurs. Some of them are motivational speakers. One of them is a feng shui consultant. They're not scientists, even though they're making very broad scientific statements. But there are two scientists in the secret that you need to know about. I just want to make you aware of this for conversation. One of them is named Fred Allen Wolf. Now, Dr. Wolf does have a PhD from UCLA in physics, and he's taught quantum physics at the uh, San Diego State University. But what you need to understand is that this man, this scientist, Fred Allen Wolf, has gone through a religious transformation, a, con a conversion, if you will. And the things he's telling you on the secret DVD and in the secret book are not things that he learned on the university about quantum physics. It's things based on his conversion. In fact, his latest book for, for Fred Allen Wolf, his latest book is entitled The Yoga of Time Travel. See, um, actually, Fred Allen Wolf believes that using yoga, we can actually go forward and backward in time. Let me just say that most scientists do not agree with the findings of Dr. Wolf. A better example would be Dr. John Hagelin. Dr. Hagelin uh, worked at the CERN laboratories. He is a scientist. He is a PhD in physics. But you need to understand that John Hagelin, that senior outline, Dr. John Hagelin teaches where he teaches physics now. He teaches physics. He's director of the Institute of Science and Technology and Public Policy at the Maharishi University in Fairfield, Iowa. The Maharishi University was founded, if you're taking notes, by the late Indian guru, the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. He died earlier this year. The Maharishi Mahesh Yogi is the Indian guru who introduced transcendental meditation to America. See, Dr. Hagelin became a devotee, a follower of the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And the things he's telling you is things not, not that he learned at the university, but things that he learned at the feet of the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. 
And in fact, the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who died earlier this year at his same university where Dr. Hagelin teaches quantum physics, they also have courses at that university on flying. Now, if you're taking notes, this is without an airplane flying. It's called yogic flying. There's three levels. Level one is called hopping. That's level one, yogic flying. Level two is hovering. And level three is flying around the room. Now, Dr. Hagelin believes that yogic flying not only is true, but if we got enough people doing yogic flying, it would generate world peace. You need to understand this is the same scientist telling you that quantum physics has proven that the secret is true. This is not reputable. In fact, what we did, I won't belabor the point, but what we did is we put together a team of experts for our book. And we, one of the experts is um, a, a medical doctor who is one of the world's leading uh, pro, uh, experts on the connection between the mind and health. Another one, we have a PhD in quantum physics who teaches at a university level. We, we put together a number of experts, scientists, and we ran virtually every medical and scientific claim in the secret by our field of experts. And here's what we discovered. It's not science. The science behind the secret is not real science. In fact, it's not even fringe science. It's lunatic fringe science. So please don't be confused. Hey, they wear smocks and you'll see the laboratories and you'll see the test tubes and stuff. It looks very scientific, but it's not. It's false science. And you need to understand that experts, some of our experts are believers, some are atheists, but they all agree. This is not legitimate science. But I need to close by sharing with you about the most important part of the secret that most you, you won't find in most reviews. It's called the sacred secret. Now, the surprising thing about this, when Bob Waldrop and I did the research for the book, of course, we read all the reviews, and there's some good reviews out there. The Washington Post, the New York Times, Los Angeles Times, Salon did a pretty good uh, job with the review. Some of the reviews of the secret were positive. Some of the reviews were negative. But here's the remarkable thing. Most of the reviews miss the really big secret. See, the, the big secret is not really so much about the law of attraction. When you ask somebody who's read the secret, what is the secret? Here's what you usually hear. Oh, using the powers of your mind, you can generate a new car. There's a whole section in there that's t- telling you how to get a new sports car using the secret. Or for children, there's a section for children in the secret. Out in the West Coast, some school systems are using the secret in the classroom. And there's a section about how a boy can get a bicycle. It shows the steps and how he starts thinking wrong thoughts and the bicycle starts going further away. Then he thinks right thoughts. The bicycle finally manifests for him. So they'll say, oh, it's about generating jewelry or vacation or a new home or a sports car. That's, that's not the real secret. Or they'll say this, it's about the law of attraction. That's, that's in the secret, but it's not the big secret. See, That part of the secret is actually in the very first chapter. In the very first section of the secret, Rhonda Byrne tells you about the law of attraction and how thoughts become things. But Rhonda Byrne, like a good author, she saves the hard-hitting thing, the real secret, to the very last section of the book. And remarkably, most of the reviews miss this completely. It's what we call the sacred secret, and it's in three parts. Let me, the first part, if you're taking notes, of the sacred secret is that you are immortal. You are immortal. Let me read to you from the secret. Page 159, Rhonda Byrne says this. How does all of this make you a spiritual being? For me, the answer to this question 
is one of the most magnificent parts of the teachings of the secret. You are energy, and energy cannot be created or destroyed. Let's stop right there. We cannot be created. We're not created by God. We cannot be destroyed. No, because we're energy. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. Energy, energy just changes forms. And that means you, the true essence of you, the pure energy of you, has always been and always will be. You can never not be. See, the secret says to you, first of all, the sacred secret tells you that you are immortal. But there's a second part of the sacred secret. You are enlightened. Now, this is where the Gnosticism comes in to the secret. You need to understand, historically, Gnosticism almost destroyed the second century Christian church, second and third century Christian church. And Gnosticism will tell you that the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, don't tell the real story. There's a deeper story. There's some truth there, but the real truth is found in the Gnostic Gospels, the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. The Gospel of Thomas, uh, the Gospel of, um, uh, of the uh, Immaculate. There's a number of Gnostic Gospels out there. And you need to be initiated into this hidden knowledge, or if you will, secret knowledge. See, the Gnosticism comes into play. Here's how Rhonda Byrne explains it. Page 183. The earth turns on its orbit for you. The oceans ebb and flow for you. The birds sing for you. The sun rises and it sets for you. The stars come out for you. Take a look around. None of it can exist without you. No matter who you thought you were, now you know the truth of who you really are. See, the real secret is not about things like new houses or jewelry or bicycles. The real secret is about who you are. Who you really are. You are the master of the universe. You are the heir to the kingdom. You are the perfection of life. And now you know. See, this is way back on page 183. And now you know the secret. But basically, this also ties in to that 100-year-old book I mentioned earlier. Rhonda Byrne doesn't tell you what the book is initially. Eventually, she gets around to telling you. It's called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. When we discovered that information, we were able to connect the dots. All of this really goes back to the mind science religions of 100 years ago. Christian science, the Unity School of Christianity, the Church of Religious Science founded by Ernest Holmes. These religions are not Christian at all. In the case of Christian science, for example, I was teaching the uh, students this morning about this. Christian science, come to find out, it's not either. It's not science. It's not Christian It's neither. In fact, it's kind of like the breakfast cereal, grape nuts. It's not grapes. It's not nuts. So what is it? False advertising is what it is. And so, but listen, let me tell you about this. We have files back in our offices in Texas. We have files on Christian scientists who die, routinely die, including their children, because they don't believe there is such a thing as sin, sickness, or death. They don't go to the hospital. They children die who need bowel obst- who, simple things to heal like bowel obstructions or diabetes. They don't take them to the doctor because they don't believe there is such a thing. Hey, this is the same thing we're hearing from the secret. And we connect all the dots for you. But there's the final sacred secret you probably already guessed. You are immortal. You are enlightened. You are God. 
Rhonda Byrne says it this way. You are God in a physical body. You are spirit in the flesh. You are eternal life expressing itself as you. You are a cosmic being. You are all power. You are all wisdom. You are all intelligence. You are perfection. You are magnificent. You are the creator. Amazingly, virtually none of the reviews picked up on this. What's Rhonda Byrne telling you? This is how it all works. How can I just think a thought and the thought becomes a thing because of who you are? You are who? You are God. Now, again, our job when something like this comes along in culture is to be able to test and approve or, in this case, disapprove. What do the scriptures tell us about this particular sacred secret? For those of us who are students of the word of God, all of this has a familiar ring to it. A frighteningly familiar ring. Turn in closing to Genesis chapter 3. When the serpent deceived Eve, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, I want you to see what what the serpent said. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden. Now the first thing Satan always wants to do is cast doubt on God's word. Did God really say what he said? Verse 2, And the woman said to the serpent, From the, tree, uh, from the fruit of the tree of the garden we may eat. Verse 3, But from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it lest you die. Now listen to what the serpent said, his first promise. Verse 4, And the serpent said to the woman, You surely shall not die. Now, this is another way of saying that you are immortal. If you sin against God, if you go against God's word, there's not going to be any lasting consequences because you cannot die. You are immortal. He goes on to say, uh, for God does know, verse 5, for God does know that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened. This is another way of saying that you will be enlightened. And this, in this enlightened state, he goes on to say, And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Three promises. You will not surely die. Your eyes will be open and you will be like God. Another way of saying that you are immortal, you are enlightened, and you are God. Now let me say this in closing. I didn't come here to really attack or fault people who've looked to the secret. I've spent hours talking with fans of the secret, the North Texas study group. Um, they're very sincere people. And I can identify with where they're headed. See, what they're saying is that they have a need in their lives and they're looking for spiritual answers. So rather than using something like the secret as an excuse to go after and attack someone, I see it as an opportunity to build a bridge. This is a wonderful opportunity for grace expectations. This is a, op- a, a great chance for us to say, let me share with you what I found in the person of Jesus Christ. Interestingly, virtually all the promises made in the secret are legitimately filled in Christ. What about our financial needs? Yeah, a lot of us, we do have financial needs. But we also know in the Word of God that we're told that God will supply all of our needs. That doesn't say all of our greeds. But it does say all of our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And what about this desire for immortality? There's nothing wrong with wanting eternal life. 
I can identify with that. In fact, every time I go to a funeral, every time I read an obituary, in my heart of hearts, I know that's wrong. There's a yearning inside every one of us for immortality. We call it eternal life. But see, that's not found in looking to yourself or this impersonal universe. True eternal life is found in the person of Jesus Christ. He's the one who died on the cross for our sins and offers us eternal life as a free gift. See, there's nothing wrong with seeking spiritual answers. Everybody who's looking to the secret is actually looking for spiritual answers. We have the answers for them. What a marvelous opportunity. The problem for Rhonda Byrne was not that she was seeking spiritual answers. The problem for Rhonda Byrne was not that she was looking for God. The problem is she found God in the mirror. And that God can never provide all of your needs. That God, can, that God in the mirror can never forgive you of your sins and give you the peace that you so desperately seek. So let me encourage you. If you have a family member, you're on a plane, you see somebody reading The Secret, somebody mentions that to you at work, students, you have a friend at school who is pursuing this, think of it as a great opportunity to build grace expectations in their hearts and share with them the true message. Jesus said, in secret, I've done nothing. It's there in the Word of God. It's there for us to share if we're obedient. Father, we want to thank you for truth. And we ask you to help us to guard our hearts, to be able to know your scriptures so thoroughly that we might be able to test those things and approve or disapprove those things according to the word of God. Help us to be able to uh, earnestly contend for the faith and for those family members or friends who may be going down a, a wrong spiritual path. Help us, Lord, that we might be able to speak the truth in love. We ask this in Jesus' name.